Hi, and welcome to the Good Dog Happy Baby Podcast, where we will help you prepare your dog for the arrival of your child. My name is Mike Wambacher, and I'm a professional dog trainer here in the San Francisco Bay Area. I've been training dogs here professionally for the last 22 years. I'm also the author of the best-selling book, Good Dog Happy Baby, an in-depth manual on how to prepare your dog for the arrival of your child. I'm joined here by my co-host and friend, Morgan Dix, who's going to help me sort through a lot of the issues you'll be facing in this exciting phase of your life. He's going to interview me, and we're going to lay out a lot of information for you to help you enable your dog to make this transition into siblinghood smooth and easy and free of hiccups. So let's not waste any more time and dive right in. All right, Mike, great. Welcome back to the show. I got a good question for you today, and it follows on from our last episode on hierarchy when we were talking about competing resources and rank management. Today's question is, how can I be sure that my dog knows that my baby is higher than her in the family hierarchy without making her, my dog, feel neglected? Uh, that might be the shortest answer in any of these podcasts. Yeah. You can't. <laughs> People ask me that all the time. How can I get my dog to respect my child as alpha? I mean, you know, so you can't. You, what you, you know, so because uh, the dogs are going to know, especially you know, I mean, obviously with an infant, but if you've got a one, two, three, four-year-old, and you've got a, I don't know, say six-year-old German Shepherd, that dog is going to know from everything that that it can completely push the kid around, whatever. You can't make a child alpha over a dog, you know. And, and of course, yeah. the whole idea of what it means to be an alpha is something, you know, that's a whole other multi-set podcast we could do. Alpha doesn't mean being a big bully, yeah. you know, it doesn't mean bullying your dog around. It means expressing leadership, right? Or, you know, that means, you know, uh, structure, guidance, authority. And the, so the thing is that a child cannot provide that. This is why rank management is so important. You have to be the one to provide that. And you as the leader of your social group have the right to control social interactions with the group. That means if your dog respects you as leader, it will look to you for guidance in terms of how to deal with that child. That's the whole point of the rank management, also of teaching obedience exercises and creating a proper attitude in your dog. So there are many ways that you can teach your dog that the child is protected by the power of your authority, you know? But you can't teach you, know, yes. you can't teach a dog to respect a five-year-old as a quote-unquote alpha, whatever that means to that person. You know, I don't like that yeah. language anymore. I mean, you're going to hear every time the subject of rank comes up, you're going to hear me say that I don't like this whole idea of being an alpha dog. It's I don't like the language because it's been overused in bad ways. It's not that yes, the concept yes. is meaningless. The concept of leadership is not meaningless. But this idea of alpha has been so long understood that um, basically it's a, a euphemism for bullying a dog and dog into submission physically, right? Yeah. You know, that's just not what it is. It means right, right. controlling resources. It means being the one to establish structure, guidance, and authority through careful use of social symbolism and control of, of all kinds of precious resources from food, treats, toys to your attention. That's how you establish you know, in a, in a non-confrontational way, you establish leadership. You know, if that's not in place, that's why I put that rank management program at the first part of the book, you know, first 40 pages, because it's foundational. If you're going to expect yes. your dog to learn to uh, relate appropriately to your child over the first five, six, seven years, that dog first needs to learn uh, how to relate to you as an appropriate source of authority to then instruct it and and as to, you know, what the appropriate guidelines are for dealing with this young relatively helpless individual that the dogs will often look at more as a litter mate than anything else. Yeah. Certainly not as a social superior. Interesting. 
Well, social superiority has to do with power, right? And everybody knows an infant or a child, a three, four, five-year-old child has no power and no control over resources, no control over, you know, it doesn't set boundaries. It doesn't, it doesn't provide guidance. It's just a sort of bumbling little kid, you know? Yeah. That's a good playmate, yeah. but certainly not a source of any of those other things. So you, you can't, you know, you're, no. you cannot teach your dog that, that your child is quote-unquote alpha. Now, if the kid is like 12, 13, 14, Anything over ten, then that starts to change. Yeah, right, you know, because at ten and is that yeah. a lot. In, Sorry, was well, that in large part because of the child's size, or because of the child's just like understanding and and all, intelligence? All of it, all of it, uh, but mostly size and yeah. physical capacity. You know, and, and ch- children don't control resources. Adults control resources, right? The adult is the one that does the feeding. Mm-hmm. Adult is the one that mm-hmm. takes you for a walk. The adult is the one that plays tug of war. Now, you know, as far as games go, I mean, obviously a little bit older children, five, six, seven, will play fun games with the dog, but still the dog's very aware They're you know, they're just, they're acutely aware of social power flows, just like people are right. So yes. They're aware that you're the one who tells them and the kid what to do. You're the one that makes things happen or not happen and not the child. And they know that right away, you know? Yeah. So, so basically you're saying the most, Early on, the most you can do with a child, you can't make them an alpha. You can you can imbue them with some measure of your authority, but only through, in a certain way, probably proximity and, and close association that the dog is going to sort of feel the that your authority extends like as an umbrella or, you know, extends through the child. Yeah. But basically, the dog is clever enough to understand that the, the child is not unto herself an authority. Correct. And, you know, I always think of like, if, you know, if the general sends a private to go over and tell a lieutenant to do this, that, or the other thing, you know, the lieutenant is higher ranking than the private, but the private's bringing a message from the general, right? So, the, <laughs> so he's carrying, yeah. he, he or she's carrying some of that authority, right? Imbued with, right? Yeah. Temporarily. It's not, That's it's a good not, metaphor. Yeah, it's not of yeah. their own. It's, it's an, it's a, an inf- a temporary infusion, right? <laughs> An umbrella is also a good way yeah. to cover, you know, to, to speak about it, right? It's an umbrella. Yeah. 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 Interesting. All right. So people do ask that a fair amount of the time. Oh, they yeah. Really I get that want, question all like, the how time. Can how my... can I make my dog uh, respect my kid as an alpha? And I always say this is a two-word response. You can't. And then everything else, yeah. then everything else I just said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, unless the kid, uh, unless the kid is like I said, you know, if he's 10, 11, 12, over ten, things start to change because they're becoming young adults then. So they're physically more coordinated. They can understand concepts. They can, you know, a ten, eleven, twelve-year-old kid, depending on the kid, can be a uh, can be a really good dog trainer. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. Well, I mean that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Go ahead. <laughs> no, that's it. That's it. You know, that's really um, the main thing on that subject. And I think, yeah, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a lot to be said about just what it means to be an alpha. You know, I'm tempted to just to go on. But I, you know, I think I said it in the last podcast, to be an alpha doesn't mean that you're yanking and jerking and bullying the dog around physically into abject submission so that it, you know, cringes and trembles at the mere sight of you. You know, which, is, which was, you know, for many years, I think that's, for various reasons, that's the kind of impression that people often have of, you know, what does it mean to be an alpha? Roll, forcefully roll your dog over on its side and yell in their face. And, you know, some people even do things like bite them in the ear, bite them in the neck to do one another. I mean, that's not being an alpha. That's some, yeah, you know, that's being inappropriate. A, a jerk. 
Yeah, I mean, there's times when physical corrections play a role, but um, that's when your therapy hasn't really kicked in yet. You 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 have you have you have issues. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, exactly. You need to, if you're busy biting your dog, then odds are you got power issues. Well, the thing is, that sometimes it's appropriate even to do things. I don't want to make categorical statements. Sometimes it's appropriate to physically reprimand your dog and even to roll them over for something, but not usually. And often, you know, people, yeah. especially people that are having trouble with their dog, their social related troubles, you know, that the dog does feel like it's in a more of a leadership position. And then the person reads somewhere they should alpha roll their dog. You ever heard this phrase alpha roll? I think maybe I've heard you use the word. Well, it's term just basically before. that you're supposed to use them, throw them over on their back and stand on them, growl at them and do all that stuff. In most cases, if you try to do that to a dog that, um, that is already feels, you know, a little bit superior in your household, it could definitely lead to a bite really fast. And if you do it inappropriately to yeah. a dog that, you know, where the social issues really aren't the thing or the dog's already timid, you know, you could just scare the crap out of them yeah. and to, yeah. to no really particularly helpful end. So, you know, I'm saying that because a lot of people understand alpha in that kind of very crude and dated way. And that's not what I'm talking about. That's why I don't like that word. I prefer just leadership. Yeah. Um, I mean, even the dominance word. I mean, I do use the dominance word because it's an important one, but um, it's been just badly represented over the years in relation to dogs. Yeah, it sounds like it. And and you know, I, I th I'm trying to think of it if I've ever seen that. The one time where I've encountered like really just incredibly strict discipline that I was uncomfortable with related to dogs was on I, when I was a kid, I grew up in like a hunting family. So we used to, we used to f hunt pheasant and quail a lot. And then one time we were in South Carolina. So we were in the South and you, as you know, there's like tons more dogs in the South and we were at a place called good hope, ironically. And it was, yeah, it was a hunting camp and the, the guides, were so brutal with the dogs. I, I mean, yeah, no, that's you know, the, the thing. Is, that's what it's very easy for people to point at guys like that um, to show, you know, to represent what data training techniques are. And I, I you know, I agree with those critiques. There's a, you know, often, and again, I don't, I, I don't want to make completely categorical statements, but usually when you get out to the more rural areas, you get to more of the old-fashioned trainers, it's pretty much yank and jerk and heavy-handedness, and everything's a yank on a collar or an electronic yeah. collar, especially with the hunting dogs, lots of electronic collars. And again, I don't, in principle, have an issue with electronic collars. I use them here and there myself for this and that. But there's such a, um, uh, you know, killing a fly with a sledgehammer approach. Yeah. That, and so little nuance in that kind of more traditional training related to hunting. Um, I mean, there's some of that in protection training, although it has, it's, it's more focused and purposeful there. But, um, right. uh, you know, yeah, I used to go, to, I, I, when I was doing my apprenticeship years ago, we went to some of these training camps for hunting dogs, and it was a pretty awful thing to watch for the most part. Yeah. So that's precisely what I'm not talking about when it comes to being alpha. And that's why it's so important to parse these distinctions out as, as uh, you know, and part of my kind of mission in life is to reintroduce the concept of dominance into the dog owning public without it being that, that what you're describing. Yes. It, it, right. And, and right. You're basically trying to you, replace it or imbue, you know, imbue it with a sense of leadership. It's a better term. Right. Yeah. Leadership. Is better, that right? Yeah. Yeah. Leadership is a much better term and leadership can involve forcefulness, but that's not what it's grounded in. Yeah. 
Well, and leadership in general doesn't have those overtures of abuse and physical dominance. I mean, it can, but it do, it doesn't. Uh, that's not what real, authentic leadership is about. Yeah, yeah. Well, good, man. I, so I think th- I think it's clear again. Ha- how can I be sure my dog knows that my baby is higher than her in the family hierarchy without making her feel neglected? Simple answer is you can't. But re- we really devoted a whole episode to what you can do in the previous episode, episode twenty-one, which I highly recommend you check out. But it was great to actually go in and talk a little bit about the why, why you can't, and what the distinctions are. And again, as per the last episode, I'd really like to recommend to everyone to read Mike's book, Good Dog, Happy Baby. Head on over to gooddoghappybaby.com. You can pick up the book or get the download. You can get the Kindle version for eight bucks. The first 40 pages of that is all about a complete rank management system that you can implement with your dog right away. That's probably the best thing you can do. Would you agree with that, Mike? Definitely, yes. Definitely, yes. I'm just sort of a, another shameless little self-plug. Keep an eye out on it. Uh, I've got a book coming out on this topic, hopefully sometime in 2018, called Hey, What's With the Collar? Inside the War in the World of Dog Training, that really goes into this question of what does it mean to be a leader? What does dominance mean uh, You know, today, given everything we know from a scientific and a training standpoint? It goes very in-depth into all that stuff. So you know, if you're interested in that subject, keep an eye out for it, second half of 2018. All right, everybody. If you enjoyed the show today, please leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. And that, that's really the single best way for us to get in front of more parents to help them prepare their dogs for their baby. And if you'd like to follow up, head on over to gooddoghappybaby.com. You can check out all our previous episodes there. You can pick up Mike's book or you can check out his video course, which if you're interested in preparing your dog for your baby is really the best way you can do that. Mike really takes you by the hand walks you step by step through his system for preparing your dog for your baby and uh, you won't regret it check that out if you sign up for our email list for a week you get a pretty steep discount on the already discounted course so check that out gooddoghappybaby.com great i think that's it mike thank you so much thank you morgan